Hello and welcome to Hey Mando Podcast on the Merc with Movie Blog Podcast feed where we talk about The Mandalorian. Um, season 2, we're in the middle of it. We're halfway through. I am one of your hosts, Sean, and I am joined as always by my fellow hosts. Uh, first of all, Wade. Wade, how's it going? You were kind of absent last week. Boba Fett and Baby Yoda, <laughs> they keep getting better and better each episode dude this is this is the buddy movie that i always wanted right here make these two cops and put them in a fucking movie i'd watch it oh yeah and also dean hi dean hi if if baby yoda couldn't be any more dangerous let's give him a badge and a gun i I don't think he needs it (laughs) he does need to use the force a little bit more i think it's time to even yeah. if it's just something, I mean, the last time we saw he it, it was pulling those eggs to, toward himself in the uh, in yeah. the jar. But I mean, even just something like that small again, we need we need something else. I agree. Kind of did a little I, bit. Uh, yes, and I'm going to say this. Uh, usually, the way this show works is we go non-spoiler in the first part. We do an ad break and we go into spoilers after that. It's getting so hard to do that. There is so much going on in these episodes, and I think there are things that are. I would consider spoilers that other people wouldn't. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to say this. All spoilers this episode. We're not going to get into the big thing. People that have watched the show, there's a big thing. You know this. I was that, right. That'll be... I didn't maybe, realize it was a big maybe. thing until I started coming on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was right. But we'll get into it, though. We'll get After into- the break. Jump. After yeah. the break, we're going to get into that stuff. For now, there's plenty of other stuff to talk about. Um, but I want to start the episode off. First of all, it, the episode was titled "The Siege," which I yeah, I don't know if that fit very well. Kind of a siege. The last episode was more of a siege than this one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, directed by Carl Weathers, um, killed it. I thought. I thought he did an amazing job. That it was a great, a very well directed episode, um, written as almost always by John Favreau. But what I want to start the episode off by saying is we're completely in the dark now. I mean, not completely. We know some stuff. We know Ahsoka is going to come show up at some point. But we've seen everything from the trailers. True. True. I watched the trailer, so is this yeah. everything they do? Everything. Everything has been shown in episodes one through four from the trailers. So uh, four through eight, we, we have not seen a single bit of footage from four through eight. Makes sense because I'm not going to say what because we'll go get into it later. But the end of this episode kind of implies that yeah. from here on out, we're we're in the thick of it. There's no we're yeah. kind of at the point of no return, really. Yeah, yeah this episode. I, I went into this episode thinking it was going to be a kind of what we've been doing, which is like you know we go to a planet, we have a little adventure. It's pretty unrelated to the plot as large, but. We have some fun, and then we go off, and maybe we advance a little bit of the plot. But there was a lot of stuff in this episode that, again, after the break. But there are some things that I wanted to talk about, because I, I had more notes on this episode than I have on the entire any other episode in the entire show so far. Um, you know I really how I knew this episode? was going to be a plot-heavy episode? How did you know? Because the... Um... The recap was like 10 minutes long at the beginning and it showed think, like everything from every I've, other episode. Yeah, I started skipping the recap because I think it kind of spoils the episode a little bit. Like in this one, the Mithril is in the recap, which tells you that he's going to be back in the episode. And at least that's right. kind of how I, I see it. So I started skipping the recap, but 
Um, yeah, it was it was a lot. I, I do want to start off with general ideas on the episode, which I I really I really enjoyed it. It, it I I don't think I I don't know if I enjoyed it more than last week. I really loved this episode, Dean. What did you think of it? Um, I'm afraid we're going to have to live comfortably on the opposite side of the spectrum Ooh. of this one. This was to me not only the worst episode this series, but the worst episode I think overall. Oh, including all of the episodes <laughs> from last season, I think this is the oh. bottom of the barrel. Um, I think <laughs> you could you could tell this one was um, directed by a first time director. I just think there was nothing interesting or visually appealing. It kind of just <laughs> felt flat to me. <laughs> um, Wade is like about to kick you from the show. I thought, I thought all the I thought the performances were were kind of flat for the most part um I, yeah i got something to say about that yeah um no, that's overall that's where i'm at so jay <laughs> i will agree with you really quick that it definitely didn't have the flair of an established director there was nothing that really was like this is carl weathers which Everything i don't think he's a director just, I, don't I don't think he has no and it, you got to wonder what the um, logic here, having him direct this episode is because if he's never directed anything, okay, you assume he's a big star. He's in the show, obviously. He, he presumably wants to get into directing and, you know, with a director of the week kind of vibe, it, this was the perfect place for yeah. him to come on, I guess. Yeah. But, I don't know, I just don't think it was a good fit. Um I, I think somebody could have done something a bit more to spruce up because it's a very by the numbers, not only by the, this show standards, but just in general, I think it's very by the numbers, like action adventure episode. And I think maybe having somebody with a bit more of a, a flair or a bit more of a voice would have kind of made this one stand out a bit more for me. But that's just me. I think I, I think I do kind of agree with that. I do think that, like if you when you compare first time director outings in this show so far, I think Bryce Dallas Howard had a better outing in her first episode. I know Wade will disagree with that because he didn't like that episode, but I really did enjoy the first um, episode four last season. I thought that was a better outing for a first time director than this was. But as I, I think the episode for me worked, uh, there was a lot of plot. There was the return of old characters that I realized I really enjoyed. Um, we got a lot of time away from the Mandalorian to the point where I spent the entire last half of the episode. I, I I thought they might die. I had no idea if they were going to live or yeah. not. I thought we were really going to take a turn for the worst for the characters in the latter part of this episode, and that's not necessarily... It isn't, it isn't what we got. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't want to go too far again. It's referring to the end stuff. I don't want to get into that. It's hard. Wade, you okay, buddy? Yeah, Bring I'm good. I've been um, pre-writing <laughs> the, the conversation that Dean and I are going to have after this show. <laughs> fire him from Essie and Afterlife. Um, he can stay on this one, but I, I can't do shows with him. Um, they can keep me. <laughs> no, uh, no. The, hey, man, that's fair, dude. Teach their own. I get it. You know, I mean, like a perfect example. Uh, Sean and I vastly disagree yeah. on the Last Jedi. I mean. Yeah. He and I could probably scream at each other for, for four or five hours. <laughs> but 
it, it just do teach their own. I just, uh, for me, man, it was awesome. I got things like for me as a child growing up, one of my favorite things were the speeder bikes in return of the Jedi. Oh, yes. So, yes, yes. Like I was like, I, I, it was like I was a child again yeah. watching that. Um, yeah. Uh, Cara Dune was freaking awesome in this episode, dude. I mean, really good. Uh, I had no issues with the direction of it that Carl Weathers did. I mean, I didn't, I had forgotten that he was even the director of it, to be honest. Uh, but I had no issues with that whatsoever. Um, I'm just totally stoked more than anything that I was right. And I've been right. <laughs> And uh, but we'll get into that later after the break. We're all dancing around it already. I mean, we can talk about what it is. I just don't want to spend because once you talk about that, no, it's hard no, no, to get no, into yeah, the You know me, stuff. man. I'll I'll go off on that. So yeah. So I, I don't. I mean, like, there's no. We're not trying to hide what happened. But I know that once we get into that, we're gonna get into that. And there's some other okay. stuff I want to hit on first. Um, the first thing, the opening. I loved the opening. Um, I love Baby Yoda with the I use the red wire. Show me the red wire. Like I love the <laughs> I I no don't don't let them get near to each other. I loved that. I thought it was adorable. Although Baby Yoda is so easy to win with me. I every time that little bastard's on screen, I'm like, I love you. I love you so much. Here's here's why I've got an issue with that is because the show seems to pick and choose when it's convenient, how smart they want Baby Yoda to be. Now, in the last episode, he clearly says, don't eat the eggs, and the baby eats the eggs. He's a baby. Fine, we discover that. So then, knowing that, are you really going to try and get him to repair your ship? Really? I I think there's a big difference there. And I also think it's a complicated set of tasks as opposed to don't eat the egg or do eat the egg as opposed to mix and match the the cables. And I just think that's a far more complex task. And if you can't have the one command and not eat the eggs, don't give the guy a blueprint and a schematic (laughs) and a a wrench and send him in there. Uh, I'll bring up two things on that. Um, one is, is, this is not my thought, so I'm not even going to try to take credit for it, but uh, I believe it was Christian Harloff this morning on he and uh, Kalinowski's spoiler review. Uh, concerning that, it brought up that he felt um, that, you know, it's like the Mandalorian, he ain't got nobody to talk to, man. He's just lonely. So, like, he's just trying anything. He's trying to <laughs> entertain himself. He's just trying anything, dude, you know? Um, and then that being said, I also, it, it kind of reminds me of like, uh, you know, you're sitting there with your dog and, and your dog's ball is right next to the rope yeah, and yeah. Like, Bring me your ball and it keeps going for the yeah. rope. You're like, no, the ball, get yeah. the ball. Cause yeah. you know, that damn thing don't really understand what you're talking yeah. about, but your talk still knows not to eat your babies. <laughs> well, that's instinct though too, but I mean, I- it worked for me for two reasons. First of all, at the end of the bit, Mando's like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, that was never going to work, right? The second reason it worked for me is because it didn't work. Right. If Baby Yoda had repaired it, I would have yeah, been like, bullshit. Yeah. No, no way. The right. fact that it, A, he's not able to do it in the end. He's just like, what the fuck? I'm going to, like, the fact that he does that and the fact that after he does that, Mando is like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, of course that's not going to work. Um, is why it worked for me. He knows that he's on a really important mission 
and he knows that his ship is so messed up from the last episode. So mm-hmm. it's just the logic of I'm going to risk having this whole situation get even worse because, you know, the kid could have blown the whole ship up. You know, they're in space when he's right. doing this. Yeah. I don't know, I, it's just I, risky to me. Uh, I also did like how the very last thing we saw at the end of last episode was when he went off to light speed um, uh, the pe- a little piece of the yeah. ship fell off. Yeah. And then the very yeah. first thing we see is he's having troubles with the ship. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a nice little, like, it lined up, you know. Yeah. That was cool. This season has lined up so well, going from episode to episode. Yeah. yeah. Beautifully. Um, do you remember last week I, I said about how um, he gave them all of his credits and all they could do was refuel his ship. He asked right. them to fix it as best as they could. And yeah. they were like, no, we couldn't really do anything. And then that completely ties into this episode because if they would have fixed his ship, this episode wouldn't have happened. Yeah. He, yeah. But then, we, he, he, um, Navarro, is that really the only place he could have gone to get his ship fixed? I think it's the only place he trusted. But they didn't even fix his ship because when they get to the planet, they go off and then he comes back in the ship. We don't even know how the yeah. ship gets fixed. They're not even but, there doing it. So it's not even them... Cargo, it happened really fast. It very contrived, I thought, that whole through line with the ship. Yeah, I, I definitely can see that. I think it's I think it's more a television thing than it is like in television that happens a lot. Um yeah, I mean Grief Cargo had his guys fix it, which as we found out, might not have been the best idea because one of them is working for the Empire. Yep. It's but, not what I mean going back to that planet yeah. of all places. Mando's got to have friends in other places. But I think he trusts Grief Karga and Cara Dune more than because Grief Karga goes, yeah. "Let me see the little guy," and he picks up Baby Yoda and carries him away. And Mando doesn't pull a gun on him. Like I think right. that's a really good indication of how much he trusts those people. He, he even yeah. trusted them enough that when they said. Leave the child here in this school with these yes. room full of people yeah. you've never oh met. I would go off on a mission. <laughs> I had, still like, I, that's what shocked yeah. me. I was like, yeah. no way he's doing that, dude. Yeah. I had such anxiety about the school. Yeah. My first thought was, oh, wow, we've not really seen a school in Star Wars. Then I thought, yeah. actually, we have. And what happened the last time we saw a room full of kids in a Star Wars thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yep, poor so kid. Then... <laughs> I'm just imagining fucking Moff Gideon walking into the school oh, with the dark saber. I mean, when we get to later on, and they say, and then he puts it together that Moff Gideon's still yeah. alive, and he's like, oh shit, I've got to run back to the school. I'm thinking, oh man, he's going to get back to the school, and it's going to be like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, and it's just all burnt Ooh. out. Oh, and that everyone... would have been good. And everyone's dead. Baby Yoda's gone, which is why it kind of threw me for a loop when, yeah, he raised a crest, just come and save yeah. the day, and it was all fixed. And that whole bundle of that kind of just yeah. didn't, that's why that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But again, think, we're skipping ahead. Yeah, but I do think that once we can kind of talk about this, once we get to the end, we find out that, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I know, Wade. I'm, I'm waiting yeah. to bring them up for a second because I have a, I have a, thing to bring up with them um uh, i i think it kind of gets into the uh like at the end of empire um 
when I think it's at the end of Empire when the Millennium Falcon gets away. Oh no, 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 a new hope, a new hope. The reason they got away is because they had a track, they put a tracking device on the Millennium Falcon. Like this kind of, like they didn't really want to get Baby Yoda in Navarro. I think they realized this is not the plate to get Baby Yoda here. Like this is a place where he has the locals on his side. So instead of trying to grab him here, they put the tracking device on the ship so that they can find him later, which is kind of similar to what they do at the end of A New Hope. The reason the Millennium Falcon is able to get away is because they use the tracking device to lead them to the rebel base. Um, Speaking about the locals on the planet, everyone seems to be doing fantastic. Yeah, it looks Since great. Last time, did you even um, Carl Weathers and Cara Dune? They've all got new costumes. They all look. Carl Weathers has got like gray a gray beard now. It's like how long has it been? It feels like it's because been a while. They've aged like three ages. If this was like Age of Empires, you know yeah. they leveled up like four times or something I'm, I'm, I'm glad for them you know i'm not yeah. holding it against them i just wasn't sure about the time thing and yeah you're right the gray in his beard they were all wearing new i think they yeah. look like new costumes or they're just really he is he's up. wearing he's wearing more of like an official's costume i think yeah. she's wearing the same thing really because i thought her armor looked just as blue as what's his name it looked really bright like she'd been promoted maybe. or something maybe i don't know if she's like <laughs> I do oh. like the view of like once the empire is gone, how much nicer the place is. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's it, obviously that's what they're trying to trying to emphasize, and they really went all in on that because it, it wasn't just the costumes. It's when they kind of went outside. It's like everything was just bright, and like the the marketplace was all vibrant, and yeah, it was really good stuff. My question. Where the fuck is the armorer? Yeah. Did she make Where's... it out alive? The last time we saw her, she beat the shit out of those stormtroopers. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, but that was it my big question watching the episode yeah. when they never showed up. But I, I do want to bring up, because I do have this picture of the school. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because IG-11, there's a statue oh. of him in the background. And that made me He's so happy. <laughs> it made me so happy that they put up a statue to IG-11 in the background. That yeah. just... That was pretty cool. I, uh, yeah. yeah, this episode felt so like so much payoff from the first season because there was just so much like calling back to it like we saw the yeah. scientist dude that we haven't seen in a while um presumably yeah. he's still alive and uh, he and somewhere. he's a part of the thing i was right about for a year yes now. yes yes of course of course um but <laughs> the m count yes yes which we'll, we'll get into that stuff I, I i just look at him just look at look at him guys look at him. yeah he is an adorable little fucker and i, I do love that, that he th do those kind of just look like oh what are those called are they called macrons are those what those are called? I'm trying to blueberry hobnobs. Hey. Well, macarons uh, are are macaroons. Uh, macaroon. I was going to say. I think we call them macaroons. No, you're oh, right. I was just. But it looks like it's just a macaroon, pretty much. Hmm. I was thinking that because at first I was like, "Oh, he's eating the kids' sweets," but then I thought, yeah. "This is Star Wars. Just because it's yeah. blue, it could be healthy. It could be a healthy yeah, snack." Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and we were waiting this whole time. We knew that. The kid was going to use the force to eat something at some point. They've been setting <laughs> that up. He pulling the eggs in, yeah. you know, and just cutting to him every time. You think, when's he going to use it? When's he going to use it? All those important moments that he hasn't used it, and now he uses it to steal the macaroons. 
Maybe that food's a great moment. Uh, I think a milk base. I think it might be. I think they're setting something up. I think they're going to pay it off. I think in the last episode, something really important's about to happen, and then Baby Yoda's going to eat whatever it is that is about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like I saw somebody online that was like, "The reason the episodes are so short is because they had to save money for the scene where Baby Yoda eats Moff Gideon." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. I think not Moff Gideon actually, but they're going to pay this off. They're setting it up that he's going to eat something really important at some point. Maybe. You're going to think that the guys are done for and then all of a sudden, chomp, he's going to eat the thing that was going to kill them. We have been waiting for him to do something. And also, I mean, it was cool to see him use the force again. It's kind of low stakes compared to what we've seen him do at the end of season one. I mean, he healed somebody using the force, which as far as we know from the rise of Skywalker was a thing that Ray and Ben could do because they were a dyad and baby. He's, he's got some strength in the force to him and I'm waiting for that to pay off. I think next episode we're going to get something because I mean, obviously, I feel like next episode is going to be Ahsoka. I mean, it's Dave Filoni's episode. Um, I'm yeah, hoping it's a longer one. I got a one. question since you just brought that up. Now, when he finally meets Ahsoka and he meets a Jedi, which there are rumors. Can I can I go ahead and spoil what what a rumor is for next week's episode plot? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was about the title. Uh, well, not just that. The title is the Jedi, but yeah. there's a rumor out there that she started a Gray Order of the Jedi. Ooh, that'd be uh, interesting. After you know, after the events. You know. of- so, um, my question is, I, I obviously, well, in not obviously, but in my mind, obviously, they aren't going to separate Baby Yoda and Boba Fett, okay, uh, uh-huh. or the Mandalorian for you guys. So they're no. not going to separate them. So is Ahsoka? Is something going to happen? Like, do you think it'll be where Soka has intentions of taking baby Yoda and keeping him, or but something happens and, and they're not able to make that transfer? Or do you think Ahsoka, which I think it's more likely, for whatever reason, she'll be like, you know, no, you need to keep doing this and point him in another direction? Well, you know what's going to happen. They've got the tracker on his ship, and he's going to lead Moff Gideon straight to this possibly convent of renegade jedis god can you imagine if we get a lightsaber fight next episode if we get ahsoka versus gideon but i think it can't be ahsoka versus gideon because she'd kick his ass right it has to be somebody else wouldn't it be a kick in the fucking nuts if moff gideon ended up killing ahsoka in her live action debut i mean we all know it would never happen no really what if that did happen, dude? I'd be so no. crazy. They would they would have used Ashley Eckstein if they were gonna do that. They they wouldn't get Rosario <laughs> Torsion to do that. No, yeah. I still I still wish they would have been Ashley. That would have been great. I yeah, I wish it would have been Ashley as well. Um Yeah, same. Okay, I I do have some more Ahsoka actually stuff, but it ties into what happens at the end of the episode. So I do want to go back to the beginning because again, some other stuff that I just really enjoyed. Mando drinking. We just pulled the helmet up a little bit. I've got that in my notes. Is that the first time we see that? Because yes, the whole time everyone's been saying, well, how does he eat? How does he eat? Yeah. And he's like, I'll tell you what, this is how I fucking eat. I just tip it up <laughs> and I just chop it in there like that. And that's it. <laughs> like, 
I, I was, ex- you know, you expected like some space pouch with a straw or something. He's like, nah, I just lift it up and I just chuck it down. Now, now was that really uh, the Red Viper's chin, or was it the actor who usually does the under the armor work, or was it really Pedro? That's what I want to know. I've been waiting for the people who like have like where you see the videos on YouTube and the thumbnail has like Pedro Pascal regular picture and then a picture of the Mandalorian with the with his chin showing and like the little circles to show like the comparisons of the chins and shit like that. Oh, um but, I mean obviously it's probably not his real chin, but you know he's got a, he's got a chin stand in, uh, a stand chin. <laughs> <laughs> if you will um maybe i i think it's Speak kind of well I, was, I think it kind of also shows how comfortable he is with the child now yeah and while we're talking about who's under the um helmet i've got to assume that a lot of this episode is um is it john wayne's son who does all the guns thing and stuff because he, there's a lot of there's a lot of that like gunplay kind of a lot i was really Really impressed with a lot of that stuff. We've seen like the hand-to-hand combat stuff. Be too old to do that. You really had me going for a second. I was like, "No, it's kid. It's his kid. I think son is in that suit doing that. Dude, you had me going. It's Wayne's kid. I'm not even joking. I think it's his son. It might be his grandson. It might be his grandson. John, maybe maybe John Wayne aged differently. That makes sense, and that's awesome. Yeah, it's John Wayne's grandson underneath the armor a lot of the time. That's really cool. Yeah, you can really, yeah. you really get a sense name? of that I in this episode. What he looks like. I don't know. Um, John Grant Wayne grandson. Uh, chin. Let's <laughs> see. Look for his chin specifically. Oh, oh wow. Here, I'll, I'll link you guys to, uh, I think this is... Brendan? Yeah, it looks like Brendan Wayne. Brendan Wayne. Yeah. Huh. Very interesting. Wonder why we've never seen him in anything else. And I wonder if, if like, obviously you would imagine this would not be his first gig doing something like this. So I wonder what else he's done. He I think he's like a stunt guy. Consultant. Yeah. yeah. Stunt guy, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's probably just like some kind of Western cowboy cons- ranch consultant. He probably teaches you know, to do the rope tricks and horse riding and... He's been in a couple episodes of Agents of Shield. He's been in an episode of Sons of Anarchy. Wow! Um, but so he's never been like not a whole whole ton. But uh, he's yeah. done some stuff. Uh, I, I I just I just really love the the drinking. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, that uh, was great. I okay. So you didn't like bringing back the Mithril Dean? Uh, I don't. I don't. Eh. Here's the thing. They keep doing this joke of, okay, I'm going to leave you here and then the rest of the you carry on. And he's like, I've, he, what, he said something about a humidity vest, which I'm assuming is because of his species and he's like an yeah. amphibian, which I really yeah. like that idea because I always wondered, like, is it convenient how all the species can kind of just exist yeah. on any planet and they're fine? Yeah. So I like how they introduce that. But then every time he says, oh, I've got to leave now because I'm going to like, dry out or whatever they're like no you're coming further no you're coming further no you've got to go through this door no you've got to help yeah. through the reactor and it's just like well don't introduce that as a plot thing and then just keep them around for convenience uh, that was it was more just the usage of him it's, 
than the actual character himself. I mean, the character is the same character, obviously. Yeah. But, but does, like, doesn't the usage, that usage of him fit the story? Because he was a bounty, he was frozen, he was unfrozen in order to do what appears to be the clerical work in, in the yeah. secretary yeah, work. Yeah, but he keeps so, saying I mean, that. He is a bitch because, <laughs> well, I mean, really, he, yeah. was, he was sentenced to carbonite. And he yeah. was let out on the agreements that Which he ruined his eye. The yeah. do whatever he was told. Uh, that's that how true? I take it. I. It's just he says, "Oh, I can't stay out here for long because I'm going to dry out." And it's like every time he says that, they keep him out for longer. So it's more just like I think it's kind of an excuse as well, though. On yeah, his part. A, I, yeah, probably he's a slimy piece of shit, and he's just trying the, to get out. Of it. That, that the works. one thing that dragged on a little too long to me was because. Grave Karga keeps making the same joke over and over again where he's like, well, how about this? Well, how about this? And that well, dragged on. Years. Hunt one hundred years. It's yeah. just like, well, how about you swim in the lava? Like, it, it, one too many times. It's the same structure every time is what that's, dragged yeah, on me a little bit. It's like, yeah. well, how about, and then a different consequence. That structure, I think, went on one too many times for me. And I was like, yeah. that feels a little weird. But, um, for the most part, I was I was fine, and it did lead to a gag that I really loved, which was when they made fun of the tractor beam from A New Hope, when they're like, "We need you to turn off the limiters here," and he's like, "You want me to get off on that thing?" He's like, "There's no there's no railing," which is like a massive like I whenever I watched A New Hope as a kid, I was like, "Why is Obi Wan going off on this thing? Like, what if he just leans back half an inch and falls backwards into the void?" Yeah, like the, you got to think of like the stormtrooper janitors who have yeah. got to like clean it and. Yeah. Like, what was the casualty rate? And it's such an important piece of piece of hardware. What was that, Wade? Have you seen the Family Guy Blue Harvest? Well, they did all three, but yeah, they have an episode kind of like that on there with on the Death Star and the yeah beam, the 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 weapon, and they're like, you know, how how can they not put railings up? Yeah, that's and that is a very valid point. Not only were there no railings, it was like what, like a foot wide or something, like. But to, like, have to switch around the other side. And it's an important piece of, like, it, it's, like, in A New Hope, it's the tractor beam tech. In this one, it's the thing that keeps the place from exploding. Like, it's really important controls that are that are yeah. stuck on these precarious locations where if you lean back half an inch, you fall to your death. It's I, I love it was- the... Um- talk about the hardware we saw there's so much of like the the, the technology and the hardware the doors the controls yes. so much of that was from a new yeah. hope even the um the desk in that room where the um with the like the communications thing yeah. is the same as the one that hand solos like we're fine thank you yeah. and even when they the um there's a second i don't know if you catch it but when they're about to come in the stormtroopers try to shoot the door to control from the inside to yes. shut the door yeah. i thought that was such a great little twist because yeah. it's like really you shoot the panel and it closes the door why don't you know and, and just to be a simple thing of what if they did that from the inside to try and keep yeah. them out it didn't work yeah. but it was a nice touch it was a smart idea um i i did think that whole sequence with the uh with them having to turn off the thing i thought that that was going to culminate in the mithril guy falling and oh, man would have to jetpack down and grab him that's yeah, kind of what I, I thought, thought was going to happen, but I thought they were just going to kill him. I thought, <laughs> like you bring this guy back, like why would you do that if not to 
to kill him for comedic value, but they didn't. You know, it, that would have been low-hanging fruit. <laughs> On that note, I do have a couple more minor things to talk about, but they're, they relate to the end. So I'm going to say, look, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to get into the second half of the episode is really when a lot of the meat uh, happened. So uh, we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. This is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years. As we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, I'm Sean. You guys might know me on this feed from co-hosting Beyond the Screen, but now here at Movie Court the Movie Blog, we have started a brand new show exclusively for video games called Game Over Stream. So join me every week with my co-hosts. Hey, how's it going? My name's Brendan. And I'm Tyler. As we talk about everything video game related and when we, I guess, get to the Game Over screen. I don't know. I don't have a good pun for that, but the joke is that we're going to die a lot in the game. <laughs> well, you might. Jay Wade here to tell you about SCN Afterlife, our SCN Live After Show, where we talk about, well, whatever Christian Brett and the rest of the crew talk about and the insanity that ensues. So join us each week here on the Merc with the Movie blog feed on your podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube now on the SCN Afterlife channel. Talk to you then. We are back. Listen to all of those shows. They are so fantastic. Um, okay, before we get into the big, big thing, I have one more thing that's kind of a smaller thing that I want to hit on. Um, or actually two more things that are kind of smaller things I want to hit on. First of all, um, the escape with Cara Dune, Grief Karga, and the Mithril. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was a, I thought it was a good escape scene. Um, I'm a sucker... This is something that's in The Last Jedi that I really love. Sorry, Wade. Um, But I'm a sucker for scenes of ground transports flying really quickly across a massive open space while getting shot at by something in the air. Like, whatever medium it's in, if it's like a jeep getting shot at by a plane, or in this case, the prisoner transport shot at by X-Wing, or uh, sorry, TIE Fighters, um, or... In The Last Jedi, it's those skiff things on crate getting shot at by the TIE Fighters. But I I am a sucker for any scene like that. So when they get out of the canyon and they're just like, we're so close, we're going to make it, we're almost there. And the TIE Fighters are right behind them. I yeah. dug that so much. That was cool. But the whole section before that in the canyon, like how yeah. long is that canyon? You've got it's speeder a long bikes. Canyon. You've got speeder bikes. The coolest scene, or the only scene that we've had with speeder bikes is on the moon of Endor in all the trees and you put the speeder bikes now in an empty canyon. They don't really, there's nothing for them to navigate around. They're kind of just flying behind in a straight line. It was pretty. The intro though was so cool. 
Yeah. When they go cool. down the side, when they, when they come down from the base, down the side of the yeah. canyon wall into the canyon was so, and those two dudes like hit each other and one of them goes sideways and explodes. It was like, fun watching them two like trying to communicate with each other, trying to yeah. figure out like, it's like they're yeah. actually trying, you know, these, yeah. they're actually trying. I, nice I also, between this episode and last episode, I really enjoyed seeing Imperial Stormtroopers. I don't know. It's kind of a minor thing, but it makes me super nostalgic anytime I see, yeah. um, I see, I see Imperial Stormtroopers around, and we've seen a lot of them over the last two episodes. See, um, I, I pitched a tent when I saw the Scout Troopers. The Scout Troopers—they're so my, cool with the helmets. Yeah, oh. Those are—that's my favorite trooper look of all time. Are the they, scout it's got the one with the vi- the, the visor bit. Yeah, the like yeah. rectangle, square-shaped yeah. helmets. Yeah. Because I'm with you, Wade. For me, my favorite non-lightsaber action sequence, so that's not a lightsaber fight in the original trilogy, is that speeder chase on Endor. Oh, yeah, that's good, dude. I would rewind that scene over and over and over again on, like, the uh, the VHS that I had of uh, Return of the Jedi. I would watch that scene so many times when I was younger. So whenever there are speeder bikes in a Star Wars movie, I'm like, yes, (laughs) they're back. You, you're lucky when I was a kid, I didn't even have Return of the Jedi on VHS. The only way I could watch that scene was sure. the Return of the Jedi trailer on the on the New Hope VHS. Oh, my gosh. So I would just watch that, that yeah. those clips from that trailer over and yeah. over again. So, you know, I was probably one of the yeah. first people to ever watch a trailer that many times. Because nobody's <laughs> doing that until YouTube. <laughs> I also like uh, that one speeder bike pilot gets on top. And Creed Carg is looking for him, and then he turns the thing around, and the, the, right, the yeah. pilot is like, what? Oh, no. Just, oh, all that's left of him is the helmet. Yeah, that was awesome. I thought they were going to blow themselves up then. I was like, that's a really bad decision where he just point blank fires at him. I was like, that could have really gone badly. Last thing really about this have. thing before we presumably move on is, like, all the generic action catchphrases that Carl Weathers is delivering throughout this. <laughs> well, I've got some written down. <laughs> oh, Wade is like, that's the best part. What is no, your problem man. with Apollo Creed, man? <laughs> I love Apollo Creed. If he would have put on some gloves and gone hand-to-hand with these troopers, I would have liked it. But when it's waiting for an invitation, hang on. <laughs> Whoa! Woo! Yeah! A little bit. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of it, and it w- reminded me of just like it felt like Star Wars, but it just felt too much like they were that chase was trying to be a Star Wars chase, you know. I will say it totally worked for me just because it was extremely cheesy, and to me, Star Wars a lot of the time is extremely cheesy, yeah. was, especially was, in the older movies. Yeah, I just thought it was bordering on they fly now. I was waiting for somebody to drop that line. Yeah, I made that joke in my head when the TIE fighters showed up. I was like, they fly now. (laughs) (laughs) I do like, I I love, this is just a little thing, because to me, the TIE fighters, the the noise is what I love the most about them. And it's such a distinctive noise, and I love that they didn't even see them coming. They're just driving and they hear the the noise of the TIE fighters and they're like, oh, fuck. Um, And I, I, that really, that really got me while watching. Um, I've got got a couple more 
just a small, two more small things before um, we get into May the. May I thing. interject here with one yes. that concerns the Tie Fighters? Go ahead. Okay, now these Tie Fighters are, are there two? Are there through? Okay, in the in the time in the timeline of Star Wars from the original trilogy up to like say Force Awakens and whatnot, mm-hmm. from all of that span of time, are there? Are there two different kinds of TIE fighters, one without retractable or movable wings and ones with, or do they start with with non-movable wings, and then do they go into, here we go. Sorry about that, my um, internet work. Um, or, or, you know, or do they start in the original trilogy, do they start with the non-retractable wings and then do they move to retractable like now and then they deem those obsolete or something and go back to non-retractable? Because we didn't see any of those retractable or movable wing ones in uh, Force Awakens. Like the one that they stole at the beginning with Poe and Finn, that one didn't have those kind of wings. I don't know. Maybe there was some kind of manufacturing error and they had to recall the first wave of tire fighters <laughs> back to the company and you know work out some new safety protocols and then reissue them and update the insurance policies and all of that stuff maybe but in all seriousness i i just assume that they've always i assume that the, the idea is they've always been able to do that and they just wanted to show that just to kind of answer anyone who's like how do they work you know yeah, uh, I don't I'm, know. All these different models. I mean, because when you get to like in the Force Awakens, and it's not the Empire anymore; it's the, the First Order, and they're still using like basically the same stuff. So you've got to assume that it's just updates of the same. They just like that design, and they just keep updating it and tweaking I it. I like the wings that move a lot better. It looks so cool, man. I, I agree. The way they kind of like lifted themselves yeah. up yeah. was kind of um, creepy. I'm just, I'm, I don't know what's wrong with my camera. I'm just going to leave it. Um, That's cool. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I have no fucking idea. The first time I ever remember seeing the retractable uh, wings was in season one of The Mandalorian. So, yeah, yeah me too. I don't know. Um, so a couple, two things I have. First of all, the the last scene of Cara Dune. Yes. Definitely felt like we were setting up a spinoff. Yeah, it did. Uh, very, very backdoor piloty. Um, and also, did you guys notice the the Resistance theme was playing during that scene? The dun. Oh, I hadn't dun, noticed that. Dun, 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 dun. If you go back, it's like a slowed down version of it, but it's the dun 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 dun. dun done yeah that one so i noticed the uh, music definitely like shifted for that yes. scene i didn't notice specifically from hmm. something it took me my second viewing to notice but it is definitely the march of the resistance hell yeah right. um is there any tie-ins to the resistance animated show is no um no no but it would make sense because uh, what he's talking about, he's saying like, look, the inner the inner core doesn't believe that anything's happening, but it is, which is what the plot of the sequel trilogy is. And the reason that the resistance and the New Republic are two separate things is the New Republic is like it. The First Order is not really a problem. 
Um, and this is kind of the precursors to that, where the First Order hasn't popped up yet, but the, there are people in the galaxy that are still like, hey, it's not over. The New Republic might be moving on like it's over, but it's not, and we need to start getting ready. And uh, so definitely felt like it was setting up a future for her in the Resistance. Do you guys think that we'll get a, a Cara Dune spinoff? Is that why? Uh, I don't know about anymore. I don't know about anymore. That? I don't know um, about anymore. Maybe. Yeah, is, I don't really want to get into any of that stuff. No, but I think we can it, leave it there. But yeah. I, I, I think that that ship probably sailed. Unless um, it's a more of an ensemble show. That I could see. If then, it's an ensemble show, I could see. But honestly, also, Disney might not fucking care. I mean, we'll find yeah, out. Um, we'll find out. chance that they don't. Yeah. I mean, uh, on their radar, that stuff is pretty small, right, as far as Disney yeah. is concerned. Not to yeah. other people that it affects, but, you know, anyway. But without getting into all that, I, I do think that the actual status of that, but I will say, the fact that it's in the episode... They could have. Uh, they could have. You cut easily could have yeah. just cut that out. It's so easily you could have just cut that out. It has nothing to do with anything of the rest of the episode. No, I think the I fact the that it's they, still in there says a lot. I love the way they talked about Alderaan, though. Like, yes, that, like oh, it was D Day, oh, like it was D Day or something. Like, oh, I, I was there. Everybody. I served, oh. I had. We served there. I lost people oh. there. You know, just really brought an extra mm-hmm. level to the, to that, I, and that was probably. That was probably her best scene in the. I agree. The episode. I, I wasn't a fan of her acting. I like the character. You know, the character was badass, flipping dudes everywhere, and yeah. all that stuff at the beginning. Also, quickly before we move on, you know, the, when she walks into the bar at the beginning, and there's all those alien dudes. Yes. They look like they're the same race as the band from the yeah. cantina. I also think one of them is looked a lot like the dude in um, A New Hope, who's yeah. like. You know, yeah, got yeah. his arm cut off. Yep. By, oh, uh, right, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're different. Like yeah, because the band in the cantina uh, in A New Hope is that what you're talking about? Because they yeah. they look more like what we would call greys, aliens, like with the big head and the eyes. And, yeah. But the yeah. it was the the one dude that was with the doctor at the at the bar that and Luke or Obi-Wan cut his hand off his arm off. Right, yeah. He I just looked a couple like of the dudes look similar. These guys down in this basement were all raggedy and wore out looking long hair and shit. That's what I mean. I thought like, oh is it figuring Dan like down and out with long hair, you know, the music career behind him. <laughs> I, I love figuring Dan in the modal nose. I, I, <laughs> I honestly, I want a, I want them to have a movie and it just a serious musical biopic type movie just happens to be set in the Star Wars universe. It chronicles the rise and fall of figuring Dan. <laughs> they, travel from, uh, they travel from planet to planet playing gigs. Yeah, just like how they built up their name and then like how they, they were a chart top sensation and then how they fell from race and ended up playing in Mos Eisley Cantina. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, the last thing I have to ask before we get into it, into it, uh, and this is a big question. Yeah. For me, actually, why are those rebels following the Razor Quest, uh, the Razor Crest, the way they are? Yeah. Because they, 
at the end of the ice like the ice planet episode they're like all right we're gonna let you go like thank you for what you've done or whatever but they're still following him is that do you think that goes back to your point of like how the politics is kind of like divided and maybe some yeah. of them are kind of doing one thing and some of them are, are doing another maybe i maybe wonder if they want to recruit him maybe maybe I just, I, it definitely felt strange that they showed up again. Because they were like, we're done with you. And they're yeah. still following him. So I want to know why they're still following him. But... Yeah. Do they have right, the right... Sorry, yeah? the, in, the, um, in the Rise of Skywalker at the end with that big shot with all the ships coming in, was the Razor Crest in there? I mean, um, I get that there could be more than one Razor Crest, but... I I think I remember hearing somebody say that they saw the Razor Crest in that shot. I remember so, hearing yeah. that as well. I'm pretty sure I also remember hearing somebody say that it just looked similar. Yeah, but if we're kind of going into what we're about to get into, and maybe there's a lot more... It's possible. Connect. It's- I mean, I still don't think there's any... like this. The stuff we're about to get into seems like way too big of a tie to the sequel trilogy, but you never know. Speaking of ships, though, real quick, do we yes. know in canon whatever happened to Slave One? No, and I'm, I think we're going to find out. I hope so. I hope so. I think we're going to find if, out. If there's a shot where Boba Fett like walks into like a dusty cave, and then like the Slave One comes out from like a cavern or something, like a wow. canyon or whatever, I am good. Yeah, I, I do like that ship. Yeah, I want to know what happened to that ship. Yeah, that'd be cool if it turns out he's still got the ship hidden away somewhere and he flies off in the end to set off his own spin-off. Everyone gets a spin-off. Everyone gets a spin-off. All right, let's get into it. We are in the base. We're looking around. I didn't see this coming at all. Turns out it's not just a forward operating base. It's a laboratory. Oh, yeah. And let me show you what we see inside. We see that thing. We see a bunch of like containers with things Hi, Grandma. in them. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I can, I can, I can, I, I just want to bring that picture up as well. Um, okay, the scar. That's that's in. The, I can see the scar now. But it's in I mean, a different it's direction. It's yeah, it, it looks just like it, but it's just in reverse order. Well, yes. no, it's not just like it because it goes down the middle of his it's, his head into his nose. The theory I saw is it's a surgical scar. Hmm. Um. Now, <sighs> do they? We know, but obviously about Palpatine's connection to Snow. I mean, what's the process of him like putting his we consciousness don't. into these other the Snoke thing? We have but, no idea. Well. Snoke was not being controlled by Palpatine as far as I'm aware. As far as I'm aware, Snoke was an independent being that they created as kind of a figurehead. But I'm pretty sure they've said that there was no, like Snoke didn't know he was being controlled by Palpatine. Like he was kind of pulling like the sleeper. Yeah, yeah, kind, kind of something thing. like that. Um, Which would right, explain so- the stars in the head and maybe there's something... That they put like like with the order sixty six and the clones have got a chip in their head. Yeah. Maybe these things have got some other kind of contingency thing in their heads. I don't know. So I want to go through 
what we're given in this episode because I wrote stuff down. So first of all, there's there's multiple aspects to what's happening here. There's a lot of th- words thrown around that are I and I had to kind of think about them a little bit just to piece it all together a little bit. But there's the donor who is in this case the child it seems who has a high M count which obviously midichlorian count. Um and then they mention the volunteer will die if they try to do it. So the way I'm looking at it is it looks like to me they're trying to perfect the process of whatever they're doing on these other things before they give it to the volunteer. And I think they're trying to create a force sensitive person. I think they're trying, they saw how Vader could do. They saw what Palpatine could do. I think Gideon is trying to create a new force sensitive person. The volunteer is a, already established person and they're trying to take somebody and inject them with the force essentially and when they're doing it to these other people it's going wrong and that's why because the volunteer seems like a specific person that they have picked is going to get this thing but they're testing it on other people first here's the thing if you're moff gideon or anyone related to the empire and you're trying to create new Force-sensitive people because you know how powerful they are, are you really just going to put out a random casting call to volunteers and then just like, oh, whichever one is he's the leader now? I know, would assume there was a list of candidates. I, I would assume there was a list of candidates, of soldiers, probably. I would, would assume they're soldiers. Them. I mean, let's put Robocop yeah. 2 vibes, you know, where they have to, yeah. you remember Robocop 2 where they're looking for the perfect yeah. dude to put inside the robot because they're trying to replicate yeah, Murphy, and obviously it just doesn't work. Wade disagrees with me. The well, idea no, that you would bring not, somebody in to do that is weird. Well, first and foremost, it's awful convenient how your camera goes out on the back half. Of the <laughs> I, I wish I, I tried right, and you were wrong. For I tried to fix it. I tried yeah, to fix okay. it. It's not working. But um, but no, I just uh, the uh, yeah, I need to change that picture sometime. But anyway, um. Now I forgot why I was smiling, but it was something really good. You were right. Huh? Because you were right about something. Well, no, it wasn't that. It was just... I could... Fuck, I can't remember. I don't know. I got that short-term memory loss thing going on. Um, What were you saying, Sean? I'm sorry. Give me a really quick summary of what you were saying. So it seems to me that what they're trying to do is they are trying to create another Force-sensitive person... They have a oh, volunteer. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. That just brought... Yes. Yes. Uh, total shot in the dark here and probably not realistic, but um, the reason Ahsoka is back is because they've already, whether they found Ezra or not, they've completed that mission and that mission's over and Thrawn is the is the volunteer person that they're talking about that they're trying to inject with the... Uh, that, that, that they would like to inject with the Metachlorians. Ooh. What if they was the volunteer? What if they're trying to like... Maybe they got, maybe they got him, him first. That's yeah, well, an interesting idea. He's, um... Forgive me. Um, Ezra and Ahsoka, they, they mingled before they... Did they leave off separate directions? Do we know when yeah, the last time they interacted with At the end of... Well, you go ahead and tell, Sean. Mm-hmm. At the end of Rebels, Ezra does some weird force shit where there are these space whales 
and he uses them to jump to hyperspace while on Thrawn's ship. So him and Thrawn just get fucking rocketed out into the middle of nowhere. Um, like into the overstellar. Yeah, into okay. yeah, with no way of getting back. Like I'm pretty sure his hyperdrive okay. is shot, so they can't go anywhere once they're they are there. But they just get fucking flung into the middle of nowhere. And at the end of Rebels, Ahsoka and Sabine set off to go find him. And that is how Rebels ends. So could we not then assume that if Ahsoka goes off to find him and then Gideon's now got the dark saber, which she had, so at some point they well, the, three parties would have convened, right? So that the, the dark saber the-, the dark saber was with Bo Katan. Right, 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 right. She got it and then gave it to Bo Katan. Yeah, which we don't know what happened to her. She went off to reunite the Mandalorians, but obviously that didn't work. Yeah. And that was before the original trilogy. Yes. Because the because Rebels ends before A New Hope and then there's a time jump of a while, like seven years, and then they set off to go find Ezra after the Battle of Endor. And it's been like five years since that. Yeah. So it's possible they got him first and they're going to use him as the candidate. Wouldn't that be awesome, dude? Yeah. What a a hell of a way to introduce Thrawn to to live action. It would be dope. It would be really awesome. Um, That would be like a next season thing, though, for sure. Yes. I don't know Thrawn as well, but I know that for me, somebody who's not followed all of the other canon stuff, I don't want the first time that I'm introduced to a live action Thrawn to be him like getting his mind or messed with or turned into some other kind of, you know. I don't know. I think he might be strong enough to to do it. He's a, See, yeah, he's not. He is from the unknown regions, so we don't. It's you know, he's, he's a chess. He's not like a species that we are familiar with at all. We know nothing well, really about. They are now writing. Going on. Do I have that book with me? He's got. I he's do. got blue skin and red eyes. He's a badass yeah. looking motherfucker. Yeah, that's all so, I know. He is a chiss, and we are finally learning about his species in uh, a new trilogy that's coming out called the Thrawn Ascendancy Trilogy, which is all about the chiss ascendancy. I've got the first book behind my laptop, Um, and the second book comes out in, like, June or something. But we are finally learning about his species. See, Um, so that could be cool. You know, have this book, these books coming out, and then either next season or the final season – have that be the big reveal is that Thrawn is the one that they're wanting to inject with the Metachlorians. I, I can see it. Man, who knows? I just think that the whole Emperor, the, the thing for, for me, I feel like they tried to explain the Emperor thing in the novelization. It's a terrible like answer, but I'll buy it. Like I just want to be done with it. Right. Um, right. The Snoke, I think it looks that more looks like a well- Snoke. That looks so intentional. Even if even if the um, scar happens to be flipped the other way, that could have just been an editing. I thing immediately happened. noticed the music in that scene is is the music that plays when we meet Snoke for the first time in the Force oh, wow. Awakens. I didn't it is that. it is, and and that music is also very reminiscent of Palpatine's music from the it's prequels. The, the opera music, right? When the kind of like the oh, yeah, yeah. like yeah, it's it's. It is almost the exact same music that plays whenever Snoke or Palpatine are on screen. Um, it's very close. I think they explained it in the novel in a shitty way, but a I'll take it way. Let's move on and never talk about this again. Um, if this I think if it's anybody, it's Snoke. But yeah, go this, ahead. 
if this is tied into Snoke, do you think that was the plan all along, or do you think this is reactionary to kind of retroactively fill in the gaps of like the plot holes yeah. from Rise of Skywalker? No, because they shot this before the movie came out. See, well, they my, finished after the movie. They came would have been out, developing but... it though, right? My thought was that the point that the reason that the Empire is looking for Baby Yoda is because in the end, now maybe all this other stuff and Thrawn even could be the chosen or this volunteer or whatever, but I still believe that the end game with Baby Yoda is that they need his Metachlorians to successfully uh, clone, reclone Palpatine uh, 100% back. That's what I have always thought that they wanted Baby Yoda for was to eventually yeah. get Palpatine back. Uh, all this other stuff and experimenting on other people, that's just a part of the process before they, they jump into trying to to, to fully resurrect uh, Palpatine. And I mean, even if that's not exactly the plan as of yet, that might be a natural progression of what they're trying to do with this volunteer, and then it just so happens to, yeah. you know, knock-on effect and lead to that, maybe. it Look, it could happen. I'm personally against it uh i i really as i am just not a fan it's i'm just not a fan of the palpatine stuff in the rise of skywalker and i really would not like this to get tied into that i will say that's my thing um, it god it looks so much like snoke it looks it it looks looks so much like snoke it thought, like you it. know, I thought the, the general consensus was the reason that people were liking the Mandalorian so much is because it is separate from all of that stuff, and it's just I don't like mind they're going it. that hard into it. It just like I don't mind skirting it, like Baby Yoda and Ahsoka is kind of like skirting some of the familiar stuff in a way that works. Well, but that's that is that's like nose diving right into it. That's the key, I think, is that it's it's associating itself with stuff that people unanimously enjoy. And not yeah. stuff that is, you know, iffy with a lot of people. Um, now, really one thing to associate that way. Go one on. thing I I saw people bring up is that if anybody can do it, is Dave Filoni. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before yeah. the Clone Wars, the prequels. Mm, you know, <laughs> a yeah, little. And the, yeah, I see what you're a saying. A lot of people's they, love of the prequels was built off of Clone Wars. Dave Filoni, yeah. Dave Filoni could assist in taking the Mandalorian in a in a direction that would make maybe the sequels not a ton better, but at least make more sense, like the Clone Wars did for the prequels. Um, I still think it would probably be better if we just left that shit alone. But hey, you yeah. know, I'm not gonna. I have faith in Filoni. I'm not as big a fan of Filoni when it comes to directly as a screenwriter, which I've said a lot in the past is that uh, I think that he's written some great uh, screenplays for the animated shows, but even then I think his screenplays are actually really hit or miss. A lot of the episodes he wrote in clone wars, I was not a huge fan of Lucas though, right? Exactly. Uh, He's just like Lucas where he's the idea guy. Uh, Filoni is a genius when it comes to the big picture, which is where I like him to stay is in the big picture. Um, so I'm going to have faith in Filoni for now in that, you know, and also have faith in Favreau because I think Favreau has proven over the last season and a half that he gets Star Wars. He gets it. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, it would be kind of crazy, right? If we kind of have like baby Yoda and then like all this Snoke and Palpatine stuff and then all this um, Thrawn stuff and then you kind of like mix it all in and then it to like a nexus point almost in the Mandalorian. It, it would be, it'd be pretty impressive if they pulled something like that off. And you know what? I think there's precedent in Ahsoka that you can do it. I could definitely see Baby Yoda being an Ahsoka-esque figure where Ahsoka did so much to help the prequels when she never appears in any of the movies. And Baby Yoda's not in any of the sequels, but I think you could use him and the Mandalorian in a way and the other characters that are around there. Whether, you know, because we're getting into the political stuff, which was a big, a lot of people's big problems with the sequels. Nobody knew what the fuck the political atmosphere of the galaxy was unless you read all the books. And, and they've gone out of their way. These last two, this episode and the last episode, they've done so much with just little references yeah. to the, po- the political stuff, and they're really helping to kind of shape our understanding. So I'd be interested to see if that's the direction they're leaning on. I'd be interested if that's why Dave Filoni has gotten so involved in the series as he has. Is if maybe at the beginning they were like, yeah, it's going to be a Mandalorian show that John Favreau is going to be helming up, and then as they got further into the sequels, they were like, okay, let's bring in Wait. Dave and maybe let's use this as a opportunity to clean up some of the things that people have issues with in the sequels. And I'm yeah. saying this as somebody who enjoyed most of the sequels, two out of the three of them. Um, you could still do a lot to clean them up in the series, and I'd be interested to see if we go down that path. Yeah. If we're bringing in Thrawn, though, on the off chance that we get Thrawn, they're going to have to address Ezra, though, right? Because they're together. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they're going to, in in some way, just because they're introducing Ahsoka, in some way, they have to address it. They have to address Ezra, whether next week. Next week, they have to address it. No, I don't think that they don't have to. I mean, unless they have to, no. Unless they, nope. they wander upon her while she's in the middle of her search, they have to address why she's not looking for him anymore. Well, why can't it be that for whatever reason the search is done and she's okay. back? And we, why does what it's not important to the Mandalorian? What I mean is, I so think they have to, they have to address whether she's still searching or not. He's they don't need to, they don't search, they don't need to say whether she found him or not. But they need to address, does he wander upon her while she's in the middle of her search? Or has she stopped the search and has settled down? That's something that needs to be addressed in the episode. Well, she's obviously not wandering around, I would if guess. If they know where she is. Where to find her. It, yeah, so it would assume that the search is done. Or maybe, even if it's a throwaway line of like, I, I, was, I spent a couple years going all around the galaxy, found these people, and brought them here. Like, maybe she found these people... Like, if, if it's true that she set up a kind of academy somewhere, maybe she found people on um, found people while searching for Ezra and brought them there. But that also raises the question, if, if it's an academy that people know about, how does Luke work into that? Because Luke also had an academy that people knew about. Right. You know? So right. It, we don't know how far after Return of the Jedi established do we see Sebastian Stan playing young Luke Skywalker next episode? That was gonna, that was gonna be I, my. I question. would love to see that, but I wouldn't even. I wouldn't need to see him up close or any lines. Just seeing him from behind, like the silhouette, the background training someone with a lightsaber would be fucking. Which again, which yeah. would again address a lot of people's big concern with the sequel trilogy. Luke didn't train anyone or really. Yeah. 
do the yeah. things that everyone thought he would. Just just have one shot where he's off, yeah. with, you know, on that place with a sofa or, doing something like that would be crazy for a lot of people. Honestly, something I'd really like to see is if we see Ahsoka talking to somebody in the background and she's like, I'm sending Knight Skywalker on a mm. mission or something. He doesn't need to be a master already. Yeah. Dude yeah. didn't really get a lot of training in the original movies. No, I would know. love it if Ahsoka finished his training. Well, some you would think that he, poetic, right? Yeah, you yeah. would think that she would have had some influence on him. Because we know that he already at this point has tried to train Leia because he trained he tries to train Leia before Ben is born, and Ben is already born at this point. So he's already attempted to train one person. Maybe after that he goes he finds Ahsoka when she starts to make a name for herself again in a post-Empire world. And you know, maybe maybe he's she's giving him the final lessons he needs in order to take over and to lead the Jedi in this new era. Um, I would love that. I think it'd be so poetic, like you said, Dean, to have Ahsoka be the one to finish Luke's training. And while we're doing spin-offs, let's have a young Luke spin-off with Sebastian Stan with a young yeah. Ben Solo going I'd on adventures. That. I would love you know, that. Get like, you know, some young kind yeah. of like... 13, 14, teen actor to, yeah. to and Sebastian yeah. Stan for a min, for a limited series. You know, Sebastian Stan's doing the Winter Soldier TV yeah. show yeah. Um, on Disney+. Yeah. Plus, so yeah. it's not out of the realm. He's and got a good working relationship with Disney. He's he's in a big been, contract for yeah. MCU. Yeah, he, he's, I think he's one which, um, I think... His was the largest. Of, it was like nine. The largest, yeah, he, nine. Um, yeah. He, I think him and Samuel Jackson, I think. Yeah. What that have like that the, biggest, the biggest the uh, biggest movie contract with the MCU. So yeah. um, one thing that might be interesting, I don't know how much you guys know about like the expanded universe, the old legends stuff, because at the end of the episode, okay. So at the end of the episode, we did see for the first time in live action, the arc, I don't know how to say the name of these ships, but Moff Gideon's flagship is a ship that we've seen a million times in Rebels and Clone Wars. Like, it's a type of ship, but we've never seen it in live action. And I freaked the, the fuck out when I saw it. Yes. Um, and we get that classic underneath the ship shot. Yeah, I wrote that yeah. down. It's called, I think it's, I've got it written down. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's called the Arquitans. A-R-Q-U-I-T-E-N-S. Um, that's the model of ship. But it's shown up a bunch of times in Clone Wars and Rebels, and to see it in live action for the first time was. Ex- Does that was mean excited. you know what all those suits are at the end? I think are I they- do know what those suits are, and I think I know what those suits are because somebody posted that the descriptive captioning tells you right. what they are, and the description descriptive uh, captioning says that they are dark troopers. Dark troopers. And yes, dark troopers. It's- so are like, they death troopers, but they look a bit vader yes, thank you, that do... one. That is uh, such a cool fucking shot, It's man. so fucking cool, dude. Uh, thank you, Wade, for bringing that up. Yeah. Dark troopers wow. are a... I'm taking this straight from Wikipedia. Um, dark troopers are were advanced battle droids and infantry exoskeletons that featured heavy plating that resembled the armor of a stormtrooper, powerful weapons, and jump packs for increased flexibility and tactical advantage. So they were like... Yeah, so they're like robots. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, Dark Trooper, the Dark Trooper project uh, featured heavily in the game um, Star Wars Dark Forces. 
I'm pretty sure that's where they came from, which also introduced a fan favorite character that people are really in, uh, really love named Kyle Katarn. Um, people really love Kyle Katarn. He's an old legends EU character. Uh, he was, he was like the guy in the EU. Uh, he was a, 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 I think he was a smuggler or rebel soldier turned Jedi that was trained by Luke Skywalker. So, okay. so just, just everyone's fan dream yeah. character in yes. the, in the 90s. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. So and he was with a, exactly and he was like he was in a bunch of the books he was a big part of the post return of the jedi old eu he was a major jedi in luke's new order and we got dark troopers which were introduced in the same game that he was introduced in what if next episode we go to see ahsoka she's got a camp of jedi we see kyle katarn in 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 the new canon i think that would be also a big incredible moment just because the fact that they're bringing in the dark troopers because everybody thought they were bringing in the dark troopers for rogue one and those turned out to be the death troopers yeah um but these are these are dark troopers and they're that's what uh, the mandalorian descriptive captioning on disney plus refers to them as so Another big pull from EU into the new canon by John Favreau and Dave Filoni in this show, um, and I would be really excited if we saw Kyle Katarn next episode. But I, I, I think that's a bit more of a stretch. Uh, that's a really major character to introduce. Something else that I've just thought of while you're talking about this, still about like the um, expanded universe and Luke and stuff. I, in, in the, um, I know that in the Force Awakens they was originally going to have a whole thing with a shot of Luke's hand or something floating in yep. space and then they decided to take it out. Yep. What are the chances that these guys have got that hand on that ship? That mm. would be cool as hell. And that's why they, you know, chop that stuff out of the trilogies because they're using it here. You know, if they're doing cloning and force people and midi-chlorians, Luke's hand is probably something that you would probably at least try to, to use somehow You've got, you know, it's the only DNA you've got of Darth Vader, you know, by proxy. Yes. And if, you're, if that's something you're trying to replicate, you know, and then maybe the hand wasn't enough, so that's why they needed the, the child. And now that's, you know, it, 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 that could, it's a long shot, but that could factor in. Or that could yeah. at least be some internal logic going on. Well, I mean, Luke's severed hand in the old EU was a massive plot point. That was used to like, right? Yeah, to create clones and shit. So I mean, we haven't seen it yet in the New Legends. What happened to his hand? Um, And who could play those clones? Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. That would actually be fucking great. Oh, I dig the hell out of that. Can you imagine if they brought Mark Hamill in, de-aged the shit out of him, and had him fight Sebastian Stan as his clone? I mean. I mean, it's, that's pretty fan service but man, would I see the shit out right, of Right, 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 <laughs> right. It would be fan service as hell. I'd still watch it, yeah, <laughs> you know? I would. Oh, yeah. Um, like, Sebastian Stan fighting death troopers or dark yeah. troopers, whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm super excited. I can't wait to find out what's going on. This episode dropped so much more plot than I thought it was going to. Yeah, me too. I told you, man, the, the recap yeah. was long. It yeah, was yeah. Plot. <laughs> um, I cannot wait till next episode. It's uh, we're, it's got to be Ahsoka. It's 
gotta be Ahsoka. Yeah, 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 obviously. And Mando's leading Moff Gideon right to them. So we've got to yeah. assume that at the end of the episode, some some TIE yeah. fighters or some ships are going to start showing up, right? And then they're going to scatter them out again before the before we get to the, the big finale in the last episode. Because obviously everything's poised to kind of like culminate in the next episode, which we know is not going to happen because it's no. not the last episode. I just, you guys didn't see it, but I just had a moment where I leaned back in my chair and remembered that we've seen everything from the season now. Yeah. yeah. Like we have not seen anything from the next four episodes and that is so exciting. We yeah, have no idea what's going to happen. Boba I'm Fett sorry. has to come back at some point. Who? Boba Fett. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's got to yeah. come back at some yeah. point in the end of the season. So um, I, who knows? He's not going to come to them, right? So that means we've got to go back to Tatooine. He's he might come no... for them. What if Slave I mean, One pops up, dude? Slave One shows up, dude. Oh. That'd be fucking sweet. What, like, we're just escaping from this next planet with Ahsoka and the child, and then we get a seismic charge. Yeah, oh. Look, the Slave One was at a commission for, like, five years. In between when Boba Fett got eaten and when we saw um, him come back in this episode. Maybe it's been taking him a little bit to fix it up before he chases after Mando. This is what I'm saying, man. There's going to be a canyon on Tatooine somewhere with a big tarpaulin <laughs> over it. And there's, <laughs> and there's a slave one yeah, in there. Like, I've been, and he's been pimping it out. He's got... He's got the droids. Uh, what's her name? Amy yeah. Sedaris. <laughs> <laughs> the pit droids. <laughs> We should get the pitch rage on, on there. I mean, we could we could be looking at some serious, like, posse of people by the end of this, depending on how it all interwines. Because, but, yeah. I, also, I, I think we're done with Grief Karga and uh, Cara Dune for the season. That yeah, seemed I, like goodbye. Yeah. I, 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 if only because, yeah, it seemed natural to leave it there. And it, it there's no way you can contrive a third visit or, or another visit. Yeah. It just, that um, seemed like, all right, everybody's going their separate ways. See you guys. Maybe next season, maybe we'll have an episode with you guys next season, but it's just, I feel like once you've, I, I feel like either this next half of the season is going to be some of the greatest star Wars we've ever seen, or they're really going to drop the ball because I don't think you can slow down now. I oh, think no, after you, this is, you can't, it's going to be four episodes of, it's gotta be, shit. it's gotta be, you can't have episode two of this season happen again. You can't have an episode where he just goes off and does a random thing. After what you set up this episode, it's got to well, just. The tracker, yeah, like you've got to, like he's let, he's already played the long game by putting the tracker on there and yeah. instead of just going straight for them. So they would have to write their way around him, not just tracking them with the tracker, obviously, and, and, and getting that, getting that kid well my thought process is almost uh, ahsoka we know is definitely next episode like there's if, yeah. if it's not that would be extremely surprising i think we spend a whole episode on this planet with ahsoka and then right at the yeah. end that ship comes over and then and maybe then we stick into the third act in the next in well, the last two or three episodes i was gonna say the ship could show up ahsoka could go take baby yoda and leave safer with you run and then he runs. Don't know what happens after that to Ahsoka and Moth Gus? Yeah, exactly. The end of these the the final episode of this season, we find out who became wow. the. Yeah. So Mando takes the baby Yoda 
the Shoker stays behind to fight Moff Gideon. Then who shows up? Because Boba Fett. Commando, Boba Fett. Then as... we get Shoker and Boba Fett versus Moff Gideon. Oh, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say as the end of next episode. Okay, here's my big brain theory. Who knows if this will actually happen? Probably not. But here's my theory. Next episode's all Ahsoka. Moff Gideon shows up at the very end. She tells him, take the child, run. You'll be like, the Imperials, there's too many of them. It's me and a bunch of kids, pretty much, right? Like, just get out of here with the baby. He gets away, and the very last shot of the episode, we see Slave 1 follow the Mandalorian ship away from... Ooh, yeah. Away from Corvus and what's happening there. And then uh, episode the after that... From, from Empire... You know when yeah. when they go off with the yeah. trash and then yeah. and then uh, Boba flies yeah. after him. Wow, that would be cool. And then I think the next episode after that will be a Boba Fett episode. We'll finally get the resolution for that, and then we'll have a two part finale like we did last season, where that oh, will yeah. have to do with Gideon and all that. I think it would make sense if we do Ahsoka, Boba Fett, two part finale, and we're out. Hell yeah! I. I you know what might we 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 we've been saying that there were those rumors that we'd go back to the forest planet. What if uh what if Mando goes there to hide after the events of the next episode and Boba Fett follows him there? Maybe. All I know is that that episode is di- is directed by Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. He's one of my favorite directors. I have been dying. I didn't know which episode was was his. It's only now that I've kind of deduced that it that it must be the one after the next one. It's for yeah. One and then Rodriguez would be the one after that, and then Rick Famuyiwa would be the one after that, presumably. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, might be, it might be flipped. Either way, Rodriguez has got one of the the la- the later episodes, and Rodriguez does nothing but crazy kick ass fucking action. Yeah. And that I'm would be the perfect. Rodriguez to do perfect. Star Wars. Holy fuck! Exactly. Yeah, because Rick Famuyiwa yeah. wrote episode seven, so he must be directing that episode too. And it would make sense. Yeah, so, yeah. and then the last episode, I would assume they're going to have Favreau do the last That's episode. Why I assumed that they haven't yeah. announced who, it's the only one no. that you can't find out who's directed. So I'm assuming it's yeah. Favreau, unless they've got some crazy, like, surprise guest star director like no. George Lucas, which. Yeah, that would be crazy. Point, at this point. I wouldn't. I don't know how surprised I'd be to be honest. After seeing that scar on that thing and being yeah. like, yeah, I don't know, man. Guys, this was a longer one, but there was a lot to talk about. And honestly, yeah, I think yeah. the rest of the season is going to be probably longer episodes because yeah, either, like I said, motherfuckers, like I said, either they're going to knock it out of the park and this is going to be some of the best Star Wars we've ever seen, or they're going to drop the ball tremendously. And yeah. I, I do not think there is a middle ground for these last couple episodes with no. everything they've set up. Um, yeah. So before we get out of here, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, before we get out of here, Dean, I want to know where you in this season would you rank this episode? Um, this is despite all the awesome possibilities and the conversation that yeah. it's opened up, which most of that is because of stuff that we know or or that Sean knows specifically. <laughs> um, this is still from a filmmaking and script. yeah. Right, this is still the weakest episode of <laughs> both seasons. Sorry. Even even the Sanctuary episode is better than this one. Oh, what oh. the fuck? Oh, Wade! No! Because, oh, only, no. Because, only because Sanctuary did the whole, like, Seven Samurai thing really well oh, when it kind of just homaged. Oh, dude. No. This one, 
this one, this episode felt like it was trying to be Star Wars, whereas the other ones have been like homaging the stuff that Star Wars was homaging. Oh, I remembered one thing I forgot to talk about. Um, just really quickly, the music. There's like an electric guitar theme version of the Mandalorian's theme when yes. he arrives for the first time. Oh, amazing. I don't know if anybody's played Final Fantasy 15, but it kind of reminded me of some music from Final Fantasy 15. Oh, um, man. Anyways, I sorry. I got it. I'm so sorry. I, I don't know why that popped it. You were like, it feels like Star Wars. And I was like, the music. And I was like, the guitar. Um, Wade, where do you put this episode? Uh, number two, uh, Bo-Katan episode is still number okay. one in my mind. This is number two. Uh, wow. Okay. I, I would, uh, oh, I'm gonna put it after, after what you said, Dean, you talked me down a little bit. I saw your points. I agreed with some of your points. I still was it enjoyed just mindless it. negativity, was it? See? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I en- still enjoyed this better than the episode where they crash landed in the ice. I still enjoyed this episode more than that one, but I enjoyed episode one more. I thought the action and everything in episode one felt more inspired, like you were saying, Dean. I just, I, for me, I, I'm gonna put this below episode one. Um, so it's it's my number three of the season so far, but still. We're four episodes in this episode. The season had like the show yeah. hasn't had a miss for me yet. I've enjoyed well, all. When of I say this is the yeah. weakest episode of all of them, I've you know it's still I still enjoyed this episode. Yeah, you know, didn't yeah. not enjoy this episode. Uh, it just if I had to rank them, this to me was the weakest one. But I've liked all of them to varying degrees. Obviously, I wouldn't be doing this show otherwise, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Wade. All right, Wade. Where can the people find you online? Y'all can find me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That's the letter J, W-A-D-E-1134. And I also host a show called SEN Afterlife on Wednesdays and Fridays uh, with Dean. And uh, I'm also on another show called Go Get That Rose, a Bachelor show, which is on live on Wednesday nights. Go get that rose. Oh, yeah. All right. Dean, where can people find you? Find me on SEN Afterlife Wednesdays and Fridays and on this show on Fridays. You can find me at Dean Lewis 2099 on Twitter. And I'm getting slightly better at doing this at the end of the EG episode. <laughs> so. Amazing. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. All of the podcasts that I do are in my bio. And you guys can find this show and others on the Mark with Movie Blog podcast feed, which can be located on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Public, Breaker, Overcast, and some of the shows get uploaded to YouTube. Um, and obviously these are streamed on YouTube. Uh, we stream every Friday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, talking about the latest episode of The Mandalorian. Uh very exciting. We're going to have an exciting last four weeks. We have a month of this show left, guys. Can you imagine? We still are, we're only halfway through. Yeah. Only halfway through and things have already popped off. We've seen everything from the trailer. It's crazy. Um, you guys can also follow Merc with Movie Blog on Twitter at Movie Blog Merc. But thank you guys so much for joining us. And we will catch you guys next time on the next episode of Hey Mando.